Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing conscious leaders who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your ability to lead and manifest your dreams in this reality. As I imagine you have all been able to tell at this point, I adore podcasting. For me, Life is the most beautiful when I am able to have conversations with like-minded individuals who allow me to realize that in our truest sense, we are all much more similar than we might realize. Within this realm of conversations, however, some of my favorite are when I have the opportunity to speak to individuals who also podcast, as I find podcasters to be those individuals who share my passion for conversating as if it was a spiritual practice, as it is for me. Stopping by to hang and create some magic on the show today is an individual who I am super stoked to dive into all the aspects of his journey with. From his own journey into health and wellness, to achieving feats such as meeting the Dalai Lama, to beginning his podcast, The Good Demand Podcast, in which he speaks with leading experts to illuminate for his listeners the tips and pieces of wisdom they have for others in their journey of life. He has been on a roll to not only give his experience of life a full send, but to ensure that he has the most fun doing it. Prepare yourselves to have your battery charged and the deepest of joyful laughs echo from the depths of your soul as I welcome my man, Miguel Felix, onto the show. Miguel, dude, what's up? <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing today? <laughs> oh, fan flippantastic, man. So excited <laughs> to be here with you, bro. <laughs> dude, thank you so much. Me too. Absolutely, man. You know, I, I say a little of this in your outro, but you know, really one of the things I noticed first about you is your smile, bro. Like I'm a smiler, uh, dude, like, yeah. and, and people that <laughs> smile, man, I just get so pumped up to talk to not yeah. only that, but your energy is just, I feel like it compliments Ryan really well. We're high energy people mm-hmm. and we're just happy go lucky people, man. I love yeah. that about you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's actually the first thing I noticed about you as well. Like just flowing, able to talk nice and like chill. And I was like, dude, fuck. Yeah. Sweet. Yes, dude. As I say, game recognized game, you know, it's like, you know, if you spot it, you got it right. And as Paul check says, you know, and it was perfectly, you know, illustrated to me within the first moments of meeting you that you had that energy. And I love that stuff, man, because, you know, my girlfriend is a Taurus, right? I'm an Aries. So like, Mm -hmm. I just have fire beaming out of me and she sometimes is like, Whoa, it's a lot. Right. And I, I totally get that. So when I meet other people who are on that same level, I'm like, Oh, let's give this a full send. Right. Like it's just so much fun. (laughs) I'm I'm an Aries too. So there you go. dude. Hell yes, man. Game recognized (laughs) game once again. (laughs) So, you know, man, you know, I know I talked a little bit about your journey in the intro, but I'd love if you could go a little bit deeper into it. You know, what got you into this path you're on right now? You know, what got you into podcasting? What got you into health and wellness? Of course, you know, Paul Check, a great friend of both of ours, you know, what got you yeah. into his wavelength? And, you know, really, how'd you end up on the screen with me here today? Yeah, uh, I would say it, it started at a very young age. Um, I, I kind of have noticed now that I, you know, have been uh, just meeting people in the community. Usually they'll start later in life. Um, somehow I just, it happens to me sooner uh, than most. Um, the the real day that I can really pinpoint when it, when these different types of um, paradigms uh, came about when I was about like in the fourth grade, um, one of my cousins <laughs> threw me a curveball and he asked me, he's like, you know, who created you? And I was like, well, like, you know, my mom's like, who recreated your mom? Or like, and I was like, God. And then he's like, what created God? And then I was like, Whoa. like, you know, like I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. For like an eight-year-old, you know, you're just like, 
what? And then what ended up really happening to me was, um, I'm sure everybody has felt this feeling of um, uh, thinking about when you die and you kind of get like a void in your chest, almost like a pit in your stomach of like, oh no, what is it going to be completely dark? Like, it's like a weird anxiety feeling. And the first time I ever got that, I was about eight years old. I was in fourth grade, man. And I was just like, what the heck's going to happen to me? And I had to start having existential crisis at such a young age. Luckily enough, I started to just like, okay, like, I don't really have a religion and whatnot. Um, and I, I just started to think, you know, I'm just going to be the best person I could be. Um, I, and the way I said it was, I'm going to be the most perfect person, which mm. was a trap in of itself, right? Yes. Um, but it was a good stepping stone because from there, I was like, you know, I'm going to try to be like the kindest person, the most athletic person, the most well-rounded person, the funniest person I could be. Um, and then that's what kind of really started my my journey into just like wanting to achieve more and be more. And then from there, I think sports was the next notch where I ran competitively uh, cross country and track. And as you know, man, I mean, athletics is tough. And then running like my old my old coach used to say, like our sport, our other sports punishment. Like when, you know, the baseball players, the football players get in trouble, they go run. And it's like, that's all we do. Yes. So yeah, that mental grit and that sport really just calloused my mind. Like I, I had a lot of like those David Goggins, uh, how, how do you say like the, that mentality at a very mm. young age, just from like practicing that sport of endurance running. Um, and that, that's really where it started. Um, little by little, I started to pick up more books. Uh, Elliot Hulse. I don't know if you know, uh, Elliot yeah. Hulse. Yep. He, grounding, grounding man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So he was actually, after I graduated high school, um, that's when I started to like, just like, okay, like picking up more things about on philosophy and Elliot Hulse would always mention Paul check. And then I got into his work. Um, so that, that's kind of like how I really started into the whole field. That's amazing, man. You know, I see a lot of common threads, you know, the first one being, I think I might've told the story on, I forget which podcast, but one of the earliest memories I have of myself, which totally sets it up for like why I am the way I am today. And it sounds very similar to you. Maybe it's an Aries thing, but mm -hmm. one of the earliest memories I have is I was probably in first grade. I think I was in first grade. And, you know, at that point, like, you know, you meet people at school and then your mom, of course you're in a school together because you live in the same district. Right. But mm -hmm. I remember my mom telling me like, Hey, this kid, Andrew lives close to us. And I was like, what? Like, someone lives close to me, you know, that kind of feeling. <laughs> She's like, maybe we can invite him over sometime. And, uh, so, so I had a bike at that point and I had learned to ride without training wheels and I have a big driveway at my house. And so I remember one night, uh, day and night I was riding my bike and mm -hmm. the thought that was going through my head was I'm going to cover every single inch of this driveway so that when this kid comes over, and he says, Hey, you have a cool driveway. I can say, yeah. And I've rode my bike over every inch of it. Right. So it's the <laughs> weirdest story ever. Right. But it shows the mindset of just like, I'm going to accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. Right. Yeah. And I imagine for you, like, I'm curious what you would say on this, because this has been a challenge in my life. Like that accomplishment muscle yeah. is just that a muscle. Right. But like anything else, we can overtrain it. You know, we can right. get tendonitis in it, you know, any of these yeah. things. And so I'm curious for you, like, you know, being such a person focused on accomplishing, right. And, you know, the David Goggins mindset, which I really resonate with too, you know, have you found that to be a challenge at certain points in your life? And if so, how have you, you know, worked through that? Because I imagine for many people listening, they're high achievers, they're go-getters, right. And they might have this right. question. And I love asking other high achievers what they do to kind of, you know, ride that fine line between having fun and then like also overdoing it. 
Yeah. And that's, that's one of my biggest struggles because I definitely feel like I've broken the part of my brain that tells me how hard I've worked. Um, because, <laughs> because like, even yeah, with, like dude, feels, with <laughs> yeah, w- even with like running and like, um, you know, like doing your own business or your own podcast, there's always the next thing to do. Um, and it's never done. First of all, there's always the next thing to accomplish. Um, and honestly, that's one of the biggest things I do struggle with because, uh, sometimes I can do a whole bunch and then my mindset is still kind of like, did I, did I actually work hard enough? And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, that's pretty much basic stuff, right? Miguel, you just, you hit a workout, you trained, you put a podcast out, you recorded a video, you did a little bit of work on here. Like, is that an average day or did I go above and beyond? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Um, so what I do now is I have a, a time limit. So I'll just work from basically the time I get up, which is around seven. Uh, now I wake up at five. I finish at seven. So I'll wake up at 5 a.m. I'll do my, my stretching, take care of myself. I'll go coach clients. Uh, I'll eat, do what I need to do on the computer. I'll make videos, record podcasts, and then edit, do things that I have to do up until about seven. So my limit is I'll just keep working until seven so I can get two hours of just decompression relief so I can get ready to go to bed at nine. Mm. So that's, that's the way I've been doing it lately. Maybe they'll change. Uh, it seems to be working okay, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I for sure have broken the thing in my brain that says, Hey, this is hard work. You've accomplished. You're good to go. Cause it's always just like more, more, more. And I, you know, balance is key. So yeah, <laughs> dude, you know, you're speaking my language, man. I know this language very well, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I've often, uh, you know, before I became so outspoken, I was very soft spoken and I had anxiety and all these things, you know, essentially these stories about who I was and what was possible for me. And so for many years, all of this just rattled around in my head, right? Like, am I doing enough? What is enough? Right. Am I enough? Right. All of these types yeah. of, you know, really deep questions. And, you know, one of the things that I found is that similar to you, you know, if I say I have 10 things on my calendar per day, right. And I get nine done, my brain will, or my mind will, will beat me up about that one thing and be like, why didn't you get that one thing done? Right. And we were Mm -hmm. talking before we hit record about, you know, the second level of my cannabis program coming out, grow with cannabis and how, like we just finished the first one, like literally it was the most work I've ever done in my life. And we were working seven days a week, 10 hour days, at least on top of like doing the podcast and everything. And we finished. And like the second we were finished, both of us were like, Hey, let's add these two things in. And then like, as soon as we added those two things in, we were like, Hey, when are we going to start the second level grow with cannabis? Right. And we both had to kind of look at each other and be like, okay, we might be falling into that pattern again. Soft talking knowledge might be falling into there versus we're falling into that same pattern again. Right. And you know, it can be a real big challenge because, you know, I feel for, for everyone in life, but especially people like you and I that are challenged with this. Right. And for, you know, some people, they'd be like, oh, I wish I could have that. It's like, be careful what you wish for. Right. Because it, it is a blessing and a curse. Right. Like most yeah, things yeah. in life. Right. It's about finding that balance as the Dao De Jing talks mm-hmm. about between the pendulum swing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now what I've come to realize is that it's really just like I said, it's a muscle. Right. And so, you know, what I do now is I realized that my on has no power unless I turn, learn to turn off because otherwise mm-hmm. I burn out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a podcaster, like it's a lot of work to podcast, right. Let alone, yeah. you know, coaching and all the other things that go along with our lives. And you want to be able to show up like fully present, right. You don't want to have like an episode where you're like, Oh, I'm not, I wasn't really there. Those kind of things. And, you know, that's been one of the biggest, you know, aha moments for me and plant medicines have helped me a lot with this in rediscovering what turning off really feels like, 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, versus like, okay, I'm going to turn off and, you know, stretch for an hour versus like, oh, I'm going to turn off and just stare at my ceiling for an hour. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and, and like, even as I say that, I cringe a little bit because it's still so like unnatural to me. But I remember I had one mushroom ceremony where I specifically like my intention was I want to feel what relaxing feels like. And my Mm -hmm. intention was like, okay, I believe I'm relaxing in my life, but I'm curious to get like an objective look at what relaxation is and then compare them. Right. And do some Mm -hmm. reverse engineering. And in that experience was when I was able to stare at my ceiling for an hour and I was in the most blissed out just feeling of my life. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I know it's possible. Right. So then it became the reverse engineering. And I'm curious if you've had, you know, experiences like that where you've like, you know, reverse engineered things, whether it's through plant medicines, whether it's through, you know, vacations, things like that. But have you been able to reverse engineer this, this idea of relaxing, this idea of turning off into your life through other means? To, to be honest, man, I, I do. I have the ability to relax. I just, I, you know, when you want something, you kind of just think of like the next awesome thing to do. And yes. you just, I, I bet when you're thinking about grow with, uh, grow with cannabis, you know, the yes. next project is not because like you need more money. It's not because you're like, uh, for whatever reason, you're just like, it'd be fucking super cool to do this. Yes. <laughs> and it, you're just like, uh, you're trying so much to bring this idea into fruition, into real reality and your into your life. Mm. So I, I do have the capacity to relax. I just have like this thing in me that I'm an artist at heart, bro. Like I'm not a business person that that much. Uh, I'm a good conversator, but I'm an artist at heart. And I think just through videos, through podcasting, it's just like, dope. Like this fucking idea is going to be so sick if I can make it happen. Yes. And, and that's, <laughs> that's what really pulls me to do something that's maybe out of other people's reach. Mm. Um, and it's, and it's never for, you know, like, the limelight or success. So I feel like I have a good battery in my back. It's, it's for the love of it. So when I recognize like, yo, it's time to relax. I could for sure do it. Some people I have noticed that have uh, the ego as a battery pack of like, I need to accomplish this for the recognition, for the love externally, for uh, to fulfill something inside that I don't have and or I can't create inside yet. Like those I've noticed are the people that like extremely struggle to relax, like mm. aren't able to like fully let go. And to their own right, it's probably true because imagine you feel you have such a lack inside and you honestly believe that something externally is going to give you that fulfillment i mean i would probably be chasing that too just so luckily i i know i think a lot of my self-development uh through the years has given me the ability to at least recognize when i need to push and keep going and like yo 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 like let's let's chillax a bit i'm going to die that's actually one of has been one of the most recent things like i remind myself is like yo hey is this worth it? Like you're gonna you're gonna die, bro. Is this whole thing? I live in Los Angeles, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Just for viewers know, uh, like things are going crazy here, as you have may have heard, like <laughs> on the internet or online. Like <laughs> the rumors are got, true. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, and I'm like getting caught up in it and working and that drama, and I'm just like, yo, is it worth it? No, it's not, man. You're gonna die, and this dream is gonna evaporate. Is this how I want to spend my energy right now? And it's like, no, no, it's not. Okay, move on and erase that. What's up, ladies and gents? I wanted to take a second while I had your ear to share with all of you a very important announcement. Anyone who has been listening to the show for some time now knows that I am passionate about coaching and helping other coaches up-level their coaching practice. What I have noticed in working with hundreds of coaches is that coaches of all different types 
are facing challenges with being able to get their clients strong, consistent results, understand where to put their energy to allow their practices to thrive, stand out in the vastity of coaches, move from imposter syndrome into trusting themselves, and ultimately make the money necessary to be financially independent in their coaching practice. The root of these issues comes down to a lack of connection with your creative force as a coach and entrepreneur. This is why we at Highly Optimized have created the Connect with Cannabis 10-week coaching certification program. The reason that cannabis is the focus of our program is because cannabis acts as imagination medicine. And in order to break free of these challenges, you must first be able to imagine yourself as the coach that is successful and has been able to break free of these challenges. When you are able to truly imagine and connect with the most powerful version of yourself, you can find the clarity to build your business, your authentic voice to speak directly to your clients, and the faith that you can overcome everything standing in your way. Once you have experienced and learned how to achieve these results for yourself, you will be able to offer this same unique skill set in your coaching practice to support your clients in overcoming their limiting beliefs and allow them to experience the breakthrough results that will make you stand out as the world-class coach you are. In this program, you will learn the science behind cannabis, how to experience the healing powers of cannabis, and how to facilitate these healing powers with your clients. With personalized one-on-one support on how to apply these frameworks into your business and weekly group calls within a community of coaches just like you, you will be equipped with a unique skill set that will allow you to get consistent, powerful results with your clients, feel confident in your coaching abilities, and allow you to gain financial independence while having the opportunity to wake up each day excited to share your important work with the world. For anyone listening who is hearing the call to set yourself apart and develop a unique set of coaching skills not found anywhere else in the world, jump over to the link in our Instagram bio and book a complimentary call with me today. Together, we will go over your current challenges in your business, your goals for your business, and decide together whether you qualify for a seat in the program. The next class begins April 20th, and spots are filling up quickly to be a part of the budding movement that is cannabis coaching. So book your call today and position yourself as a leading voice of how to work with this sacred plant medicine in your practice. Thank you all for your continued support and enjoy the show. You know, I really feel I'm careful to use binary language. I don't think everyone goes through anything necessarily, but I do believe a lot of people are dealing with this, this common thread right now. You know, I live in a a big city too, and you know, I don't necessarily do too much stuff outside, uh, especially this time of year, because it's five degrees out, but you know, I don't really go into the city that much. I don't eat out that much. I don't do any of those things. So I haven't really noticed a lot of changes, you know, even though they have been made, I haven't noticed a lot of changes that have like directly impacted my life as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I'm able to travel still and things like that, but you know, one of the things I have noticed is, you know, just the feeling I was telling you when I went to California, for instance, and this is nothing, you know, on California specifically, it was just where I went, where I was outside a lot recently. And I could feel that tension, you know, I could feel that tension of everyone kind of being a little on edge. And, you know, when I go into Boston, I feel it too. I feel it pretty much everywhere I travel, right. Where everyone's a little unsure. And I really do feel like, you know, although we can look at this one way where it's like, it's a challenge, right. Which it is. I feel it's also like, I know in my heart of hearts that it's exactly what is supposed to be happening right now, because for so many of us, you know, we're distracted, 
right? Like we have, you know, again, like when we do things that we love, just the same as when we do things we don't love, regardless, like we have a lot going on. And I feel a lot of people, you know, have fallen into being a human doing, not a human being, right? And it's, it's, it's so important to remember that, you know, yes, you can do, right? But the do should come from being, right? So who you be equals what you put out in the world and what you do. And I feel for a lot of people, they're doing to be something, right? Instead of being mm. to do something. And I think that's a really like impactful shift that the world is now being presented. And it's a little non-consensual in a way, right? Because it was kind of forced mm. upon us, right? But, you know, if we choose to believe that everything is happening for us, which is what I choose to believe, I look at this as like, all right, well, you know what? A lot of people are now able to reprioritize and realize that life is very finite, you know, at least in this meat suit, right? We know we're infinite, but at the same time, like we're human, right? We're in this reality now. And so that's been one of my favorite aspects of what's going on in the world right now is, yeah, it's getting pretty crazy, but I also know that, you know, there's a beautiful sunshiny day after this, right? And, you know, Mm -hmm. you being in California, you get beautiful sunshine every day, you know, so I'm living vicariously through you. But, you know, (laughs) I think what I'm getting at is, you know, I, I really feel this is going to allow a lot of people to, you know, as Paul Check says, you know, wake up, clean up, grow up and show up, you know, and, mm. and that's one of the most important things that I focus on when I get challenged, when I'm like stuck in cycles of doing, you know, is, is like, Hey, is very similar. You said like, is this going to like really matter if I die tomorrow? Right. right. And, and if I do, right. Am I going to be proud of what I'm leaving behind? And mm-hmm. a lot of the times it's like, yeah, I will. And so, you know, I really feel what we're talking around here is like boundaries, right? Like being able to create mm-hmm. boundaries in your life. And I think this is one of the things that I know I lacked in for a long time. And, you know, very similar to you, it's because I love so many different things and I get so excited. Mm-hmm. I feel like a kid that's going to bed before Christmas morning when you're six years old and you kind of know you're getting a PlayStation, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like that kid almost all the time. And I imagine awesome. you feel a very similar way. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because uh, sometimes like I'm very positive and, you know, some people can't handle that. Um, uh, it was funny. I worked at a fit body boot camp for a while and I'd open the doors at 5 a.m. Um, and, you know, the first couple months, you know, I'm the new guy and people were like, okay, the new guy, he's a happy guy. But then after a year, two years, like, damn, bro, do you ever have a bad day? And I'm like, nah, not really, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> yes. but it's, it's more of a mindset than it is, uh, having external things, you know? Absolutely, man. You know, that's something that I've faced a lot of challenge too, because, you know, even if I'm not like, like just because I choose to be happy, doesn't mean I don't have challenges going on. Doesn't mean I don't stress. Right. Like, and I imagine you're very similar. And I think that's what frustrates people is, you know, I think, you know, and again, I'm just, you know, maybe projecting here, but what I imagine is going on is that a lot of people are, are feeling the yearning to want that Mm. result, right. To want to be able to face challenges and persevere and smile through it. And, you know, when I worked at the dispensary, it was very similar, right? Like, you know, I would fast all morning. So, you know, the intermittent fasting, high you get, you get like crazy. And so like nine, 10 in the morning, I'm like beaming with energy and people would come in with like the glasses on. Right. And I just be like, (laughs) what do you want? What can I help you with? And they're like, calm down. Right. And I'm just like, you know, and for a while I got, you know, quote unquote (laughs) triggered over it. I'm like, why? And then I realized I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I can see how that can be overwhelming. If you're like, especially like with my girlfriend, right. An earth sign, very grounded, very calm. And then someone's just like, like charging with electricity. You're like, Whoa, back up a little bit, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, I definitely have that same thing going on. Yeah. And I've learned to um, manage that because uh, let's see, now that I'm maturing just more and more, like, 
uh, Elliot Hulse had this great video once and he said like, you know, buy your dad a beer. Like, even though like if it's unhealthy, he wants a beer and it's more like give people what they want at first, like meet them where they're at and slowly like build them up to the point where they can kind of receive higher paradigms or just a higher vibration to like overall. So, um, now when I meet people, I meet them where they're at because sometimes I know my energy could just be too much and I can completely understand that. So I understand that, Hey, like I need to come in at a bit at a different level and then just slowly introduce them and like, okay. And, and it's great for me too, because I get to show them more and more and more and it keeps people interested as well. You know? Yeah, dude. You know, you said it perfectly, man. Like, you know, I really feel what we're talking about here is in a way alchemy, right? Because at the same time, like when I I know for me, when I was going off all day, I would burn out quickly, right? Like by two, three, I'd be like, okay, like I'm definitely a little bit more reserved now. Right. And, and while there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, it was more like, Hey, I'm seeing that certain people are like, Hey man, different energy. That's what I'm looking for. And then by the time that I'm, you know, feeling tired, there's other people coming in who want that energy that I have normally. Right. Right. So it's really about like, you know, creating a reserve of that energy, right. And allowing it to come out when it's right. And also allowing you to alchemize your energy into whatever is going to meet that person where, where they're at. And Mm -hmm. I love that you brought up the beer analogy too, because I feel, you know, there's a lot of dogma around the health and wellness and spirituality realms. And Mm -hmm. You know, Alex, my business partner and I, we joke about this all the time, how, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, certain people like the the whole idea of intention, right? Of course, we run a mm-hmm. plant medicine integration program. So we talk about intention heavily. And, you know, a lot of people, I can see them kind of like, you know, get a little tight when we talk about intention. And I'm like, listen, guys, you don't have to turn into an infinite star seed, right? You don't have to go to the nebula <laughs> galaxy, right? It can simply be like, I want to be happier after I interact with this cannabis, right? Or I want to be, mm-hmm. you know, nourished after I interact with this food. And I think that, you know, for so many of us, you know, and I know for me for a while, like I was almost stuck in that dogma where, you know, it was like, what, buy someone a beer, but that's bad for them and all these things, right? Realizing mm-hmm. that like, hey, we're all going to die, right? No one gets yeah, out yeah. alive, right? Allegedly anyway. And, uh, and you know, really like beer, let's talk about that for a second, food, all these things are connectors, right? So they are mm-hmm. an ability to meet someone where they're at. And then, you know, as you're getting into someone's world and showing interest in their world, they're going to, they're going to want to reciprocate that. Right. And so that starts the conversation and they may go, Hey, Miguel, like, I noticed you're always happy, man, what's going on there. And then you can have a great conversation that, you know, at, at worst, let's say like, just as a great conversation at best, actually like, you know, plants a little seed in them of like, Hey, what's possible for me? Maybe it's not, you know, quitting drinking or anything like that. Maybe it's just like, Hey, what if I wake up and you know, choose to be grateful for what's going on in my life, what would change. And I think that's one of the best gifts we can give people is to not try to change people, but accept them for who they are. And essentially, like, give them the gift of like, realizing how powerful and amazing they are, regardless of what they choose to do in their lives. Hello, everybody. I hope you're all enjoying the show. I wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new, completely free to join Facebook community called the highly optimized ceremony circle. I imagine many of you are aware of our newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis Certification Program. Alex and I are having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis in the way we teach in the program, and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results with their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators, and healers as possible 
and the important work they are doing in the world. And if you are looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you, who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group. And as always, enjoy the show. One of the things I'm curious on for you is really what got you into podcasting? You know, this is a question I love to ask other podcasters, you know, as someone for me, like, you know, I had been told a million times I should start a podcast and my excuse was always like, no, everyone's doing it. No, this, no, that. But really I was scared, right? That's really what it came down to, right? I was scared to put myself out there. And I feel for a lot of people that are probably listening, you know, they might be going through something similar. And so I love to ask other podcasters specifically, like, how did you feel comfortable? Were you always comfortable putting your voice out there? Did that come with age and maturity? And what really like propelled you into starting your own show? Yeah. So definitely didn't feel comfortable at first. I'm sure everybody knows that being in front of the camera, either your voice, just anything you just like, Oh my gosh, bro. Is that really me? Is that my (laughs) voice? Why do I sound like that? Oh, I'm stuttering. I pronounce so many things wrong and I still do. It's kind of annoying still. Right. What pushed me into pod, not pushed me, but um, what brought me into podcasting to be honest, like brutally honest um, was me kind of analyzing, like I'm building a brand and like, how could I keep building this brand like the easiest way possible for myself? And as well as, uh, how, what can I get the ground? How can I get this ground running? Right. Um, one of the biggest mottos or like sayings that I have is like work with what you have around you and who you mm-hmm. have around you. So with anybody listening, like just work with what you have. Um, and little by little, God will give you more steps as you work at it. Um, and I find that to be true in my life every single day. I work with what I have and something else pops up. So when it came with podcasting, man, this little recorder here, uh, I know we're um, doing this over voice mostly on your side, but I got my recorder and these mics. I got all this equipment, bro, for about 300 bucks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and on, off, offer up. I love offer up. Um, the best. It's the freaking best. The whole setup should have been like a thousand dollars. I got it on three for three hundred dollars, wow. and I was like, jumped on it, right? And then it, it was just the lowest barrier of entry. Um, the equipment was cheap, and I have friends and people that are into the same thing. Let's go, let's move forward. Um, and that's kind of how how it came about. Um, I'm still not the best podcaster by any means. And honestly, I feel that's what makes me good because I just don't critique too much. I'm like, I could have done that a little bit better. Let me, let me, let me adjust. But from there, it's just like, yo, let's get the ground running. Let's make sure I'm flowing. I, I, the most I ever do, bro, is write down uh, one page of notes for every single podcast I do, even for years today. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, let's go. So for me, man, getting into podcasting is really uh, was really just the lowest barrier of entry into some form of media that was um, long. I like the long format because now I can chop up everything and then put it on YouTube, put it on Instagram. So it was just the lowest barrier of entry to grow my brand. Dude, I wish I, I could tell that. you it was like this crazy, like yeah. podcasting. <laughs> this epiphany. And this is like the shit. Yeah. You know, it's so cool to hear these stories, right? Because, you know, I know for me, I had a very similar story running of like, what if it's not perfect? And, you know, one of the concepts that I really feel we're, we're dancing around here is the idea of messy action, right? Like the idea yeah. of, hey, perfectionism is, is a real thing, right? Like it's, it's a, you know, it's a challenge in a lot of our lives. I know for me, and I see it a lot with Aries and fire signs, right? We're like, no, we needed to be perfect before we do it. hundred percent. I feel that. Yeah. And it's a paradox, right? Because there is no such thing as perfection, first of all, right? 
And if we take the idea of being good at something, well, you need to get reps in to get good at it, right? And you're yeah. not going to know unless you start. So yeah. no matter like for anyone listening, like whatever you're thinking about starting, just start it, right? Because at the end of the day, whoever, if anyone judges you, right? Of like, oh, Miguel messed up a word there. First of all, anyone who does that, I don't want listening to my podcast anyway. <laughs> so if anything, right? Like the mistakes you make in the beginning are going to show you who your real audience is, right? Mm -hmm. And who's really worth sharing your time and energy with. And it's funny because I listen back to my uh, episodes quite often. And, you know, I have those same words, you know, I'll say things and I'll say right after almost everything I say. And I notice it and I'm like, oh, here it comes again. Yep, there it is. <laughs> and it's funny because the old me would have judged myself hard for that. And the new me is like, wow, look at that version of me that's out there doing it and is aware of this now and is still just getting himself out there doing stuff. And it's like, yeah. you know, that's how you become proud of yourself, right? You don't become proud of yourself, at least in my case, you know, from being perfect at things or whatever that even means. You do it by just jumping into the 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 abyss, as Terrence McKenna says, and finding the feather bed on the other side, right? Taking the trust yeah. fall, you know, jumping in, going all in. And I think that's one of my my favorite aspects of people's hero's journey like yours, right? Is that, yeah. you know, there was never a point where, you know, you were like, oh, it has to be, or you. there was never a point where you were like, you know what, I'm not going to do this because it's, it's not going to be perfect. And you didn't start it, right? At some point you decided, I'm going to start this and I'm going to figure it out as it goes. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is like, with the modern day world too, like, and uh, mainstream media, you know, being like the thirst trap and also like kind of the laughing stock of the world these days, which is fantastic, long time coming. Podcasts are now the way most people find out about what's going on in the world and also just find out about themselves, get curious about things. And I love it, man. Like podcasts are that and audiobooks are really all I do in my free time besides Gaia, you know, and that's kind yeah. of the same format really. But, you know, I found it to be so beneficial. And, you know, for me, What's been great about podcasts is for people like Paul, right? And Elliot Hulse and, you know, Aubrey Marcus, it's, it's almost like a way to get inside of their world and, and to share space with them without having to necessarily go meet them or anything like this. And I'm curious for you, like, you know, you mentioned Elliot, you mentioned Paul, but what have been the, the impacts or the impact rather of, you know, these types of people in your life, you know, like have, have you found certain people that have helped you to a certain point? Then you found other people that then take on from there. Have you found it to be more like you focus on one person for an extended amount of time? And what has been the result of that? Like, what do you feel the result is of the modern day world getting to learn from these amazing people? Like our education, not simply coming from what professor we have and it's kind of chosen at random, but getting to choose that for ourselves. Yeah, um, man, I, I have to give Elliot Hulse just so much appreciation right now, just because he was probably one of the first guys that just like broke me out of the paradigm that I was in and just really just showed me just so much, man. Um, so him for sure. Uh, and then Paul check was like that next guy who like, you know, they did a little collaboration on YouTube and I was like, Oh man, who's this guy? He always like Elliot Hulse always talks about him, how to eat, move, be healthy. And then boom, another rabbit hole. Right. And I, you know, I just find that like there's seasons in my life and people that I'm looking up to um, and mentalities that I'm looking up to uh, as they come up, right? As kind of you, kind of how you said earlier, like God will like put things in front of you um, and things that are happening for a purpose. And I do believe like people come into my life, either mentors or just, you know, friends come into my life to show me and motivate me to keep going on the journey that I'm on. Mm. Um, but Elliot Hulse for sure. And what's funny about Elliot Hulse for a second, he kind of like, went off the grid and I was like, oh man, what happened to Elliot? And then this motherfucker comes back with vengeance 
And now I'm just listening to Ali Hulse every single day almost. He's still instilling like true wisdom. Uh, he's Catholic now. And mm. even through through the Bible, I'm just like, man, like the amount of value I get from just Elliot Hulse in general is just like, man, it's gold. Um, as well as like books. Um, I, I like a lot of like, <laughs> I like a lot of crazy books. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, Relentless by Timothy S. Grover. I haven't read you know it yet. Book? No, no, that book is, uh, it's pretty I'm savage. Yeah. So Timothy S. Grover, he's, uh, he was a trainer of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Oh, um, as, dope. As, yeah. As, as well as like, uh, Dwayne Wade. Um, and in that book, man, he really like shows like the difference between, you know, people that are good, you know, like you know, people like good, like, Hey, I participate, I get the job done. You know, I have a good thing. And then people that are great, like people that are fucking like, yo, this guy's actually awesome. Mm. And then another step, which she calls unstoppable people that are unstoppable. Like Michael Jordan was unstoppable. You could not stop him. Not a, no great players could stop him because he was unstoppable. Mm. So it was like this next level thing. And like, when I listen to the audiobook, man, like, I'm just like, that's the shit that keeps me working so late and just like asking myself, did I do enough? So, you know, I get inspiration from a lot of different people. And I don't know if I answered that question. I kind of went off a little no, bit. No, dude, that. that's, that's exactly what I wanted because, you know, I really feel like that's why so many people are so into David Goggins, including myself, because he's kind yeah. of the modern day Michael Jordan, right? Like, Bro. you know, again, like we grew up when Jordan was in his era, you know, and we were younger, of course, but you know, David Goggins, I mean, I, I imagine you've read his book, right? Can't hurt me. Yes. Yeah. That's dude. another one that I literally could, I have that book and relentless on like on my audible and I'll just sometimes just play it as I work out or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude, it's fucking amazing. I mean, there's a lot there and really what I feel like we're tapping into is almost the divine masculine, right? And we hear a lot about mm. this these days, right? But yeah. what I really feel like it is, is just, it is the ability to be relentless, right? And of course it comes with a price, right? Because you need to really learn, you're riding that fine line between like, you know, actually burning out and being able to stay at that pace. And there's a way to do it, right? And people show they can do it. But it's really about having, I, I believe, you know, a lot of self-awareness around like your why, first of all, like, why are you doing this? What does it mean to you? And what legacy do you want to leave behind? And those are all traits of the masculine. And, you know, of course, we know that masculine and feminine traits are not, you know, predominantly in men or women. They're they're in both. Right. And, you know, a lot of times these days, men are more feminine, women are more masculine. Right. So it's, you know, for anyone listening, it doesn't mean that necessarily you can't have this if you're a woman or vice versa with a man. It just means it's, it's, it's great to understand it because then you're able to balance it out. Like I know for me. I, at one point in my life, I had too much feminine energy, right? All planning, had all the ideas in the world, but didn't take action, right? Yeah. And then I also went into the other side where the pendulum swung to the other side and I was just doing so much and had no boundaries like we were talking about earlier. And I was burning myself out and I was getting oh. aggro at the world and myself mm -hmm. and, you know, doing two a days and just like hating my life, right? Yeah. And so now I've been able to find the balance where, you know, it's almost like how the lion sleeps 20 hours a day because it knows it'll get the kill in four hours. So it relaxes like a pro. And then those four hours, it's on like Donkey Kong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the important thing. And, you know, to go back to what you were mentioning about, you know, Elliot Hell specifically and him becoming Catholic, you know, I think this is one of the best parts of being open minded. Right. Because mm -hmm. I could tell when you said that it was no big deal. Right. It's like, yeah, he's Catholic now. Cool. Awesome. Let's see what I can learn from him. Right. And I think so many people uh, get stuck in dogma. And this is something that I never experienced in my life. And I'm careful to say never, because again, like a never is another binary word, but, <laughs> but I was always 
like to a fault open-minded. Like I've always loved conspiracy theories. I love this stuff. And for a long time, I thought it was like a challenge, right? It was like, oh, I got to get more grounded. But what I've realized is that it's actually served me really well in my life because now if someone's Catholic, you know, um, if they're, you know, Muslim, whatever they are, I'm like, hey, I'm interested to learn like from you, Mm -hmm. especially like my my new rabbit hole I've been getting into is uh, the modern mystery school. I got into that and that, you know, does have a lot of aspects of different religions in it. And my girlfriend is Jewish and I've been feeling this really big pull towards like that lineage. And, and then again, of course, Washington's on Gaia, you know, I've been learning more about like, Oh, this is a lot older than, you know, people give it credit for. And it's just so fun, man. Like, you know, my question for you is, you know, do you feel this open-mindedness has been something you've had your whole life or is it more of like a muscle that you've trained over time? And if so, like, what are some of the tips you have for either becoming more open-minded or if you have to train it, like some of the things you've done to be able to train that open-minded muscle in your own life? Mm. Yeah. So that's a great question because, mm. uh, I think that's a big part of, of my entire story. Uh, I grew up kind of as an empath. Um, and for people who kind of don't know empath are just people that are extremely, I would say more sensitive, uh, mm. like very receptive of other people's feelings, emotions. So I was more on the people pleaser side where like, I never want to hurt any, like even to this day, Same. I don't I, <laughs> exactly like, I never want to hurt anybody. Um, I was always like very sensitive when it came to emotions or confrontation. That was a big one that I uh, luckily have overcame in the past uh, couple of years. Um, so the open-mindedness was always that it always came from like that empath background, which was like me trying to understand people. Um, and I grew up, I grew up in East Los Angeles. So it was kind of like in the hood area. So like I saw fucking all kinds of characters, man. And the biggest, (laughs) yeah. And the biggest thing for me, and I'm happy that, you know, I had the maturity at that time, which I have no idea where that came from, but was just to be like, why? Like, why is this person, you know, choosing, choosing to act in this way? Like whether that was a person doing drugs at a young age or a, a older man, just fighting with young kids, like, like, I was just like, why? Like, let me ask. And I was just honestly just curious. Um, but I've never, how, how do you say, like, just outright, outright said, like, you know, like, you know, this person's horrible. This person's this. And like quickly made a fast decision just because of that empath in me that was like, no, that's kind of messed up. Like, I don't want to mm. like just say like this person is just a crazy person. You know, that's dismissive, right? Yes. Calling someone just crazy is dismissive. Um, and which is, <laughs> which is not cool. So like at that time I was just like, well, let me really understand. Um, and I think that's part of my biggest success of where I am today. And just at the accomplishments that I have, as well as the, you know, the amount of friends and connections that I do have was because I was never dismissive to people. I always genuinely just wanted to know like why and just understand them. And for the most part, when you're actually that receptive and like curious and don't really uh, are trying to like influence another person or interject your own ideology onto them or whatever. Like you actually understand like, Oh, you do that because this happened in your past and this makes sense to you right now. Oh, okay. Like I get that. And you're able to make friends quicker. You're able to get a deconnection faster. So yes, I would attribute all that open-mindedness to like something that was a weakness of mine, which was being too empathic um, through relationships. Uh, I grew boundaries and <laughs> that was, a, that was an interesting yeah. one. 
very important because you know bro breakups when i would have a breakup i would be trash like i don't know if you had the same like kind of oh dude 100 (laughs) percent, bro so when i would have a breakup bro i was just like oh my god i'd be fucked up like my even my last breakup even though as mature as i am now and like grounded and you know i've read the books and everything like my last breakup fucking tore me up for like two years i was like oh my god and and it it comes to me just being like that empath bro like just being a super empathic person loving and wanting to just like accept everybody and that's kind of like where that open-minded open-mindedness came in uh at first it was too open and then now we have boundaries set like a a a mature man yeah um and you know that took time but uh yeah man i would say just like being an empath bro that's really where the open-mindedness came from yeah you know i love that and you know i think that you know this term empath right is 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 popular today and and i feel like you know this is something that i've always had too and you know what i didn't notice for many years and this is what you know a lot of plant medicines and you know certain coaches and stuff have helped me illuminate was that i almost was so sensitive that mm-hmm. unconsciously i blocked myself off because i i was getting hurt right a lot and it was yeah. especially after my breakup when i was 18 um or a girlfriend i had you know cheated on me and it was a it was an amazing opportunity right to really like you know ask myself some deep questions and you know I, I'm, I see it happening for me now, but when it happened, I didn't see it happening for me. Right. And so I closed off in that experience. And then when my father passed, it was another level of that. And, you know, I was just a happy guy. Right. So, oh, nothing affects me. You know, it's totally fine. And, you know, I think this ability to be an empath is really like a deep spiritual, you know, idea, because if you really think about it, you know, another way to explain being an empath, at least how I see it is, you know, Paul talks about it all the time that, you know, there's a certain point in, you know, you can say your journey, development, whatever, where you stop being able to really get mad at people. You might have the reaction, but then the second, like you start to do it, you're like, ah, man, I could see that part of me. You know, I could see that part of me that, you know, wants to, you know, that, that part of my ego that wants to be in the, in the limelight, right. I can see that part of me that, you know, um, wants to be out for himself, right? I can see that part mm-hmm. of me. I can see that full spectrum within me. I might not choose to show up that way, mm-hmm. but I can see how someone will get there, right? It's almost like exactly. you understand, right? You might not, you might not, you know, it's not an excuse, but you understand, right? It's like, mm-hmm. that's where the boundaries come in. It's like, if someone's doing that, it's like, hey, I'm not going to tolerate that, but I'm not judging you. I understand where that's coming from. If you need some help, let me know or whatever, right? And yeah. I think that's like one of the things that's been my saving grace too. And, you know, just like you said, I mean, the boundaries have been the most important thing because, you know, I was a people pleaser like crazy for so many years. And yep. that was actually a big challenge when I got into podcasting. And I really do feel like it's what why my soul called, called me to start a podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of course, I'm going to have certain guests on that believe certain things. And, and I would agree with them a lot of the time. And other times I might not agree, but whatever. And, you know, but it forced me to go out there, especially with the whole COVID stuff going on. And of course, having that conversation on a podcast and wondering, like, Mm -hmm. what are people going to think? And then realizing, hey, you know what? People are going to think whatever they think, and that's their right. And, you know, I'm not trying to change anyone's mind. I'm just stating what's on my mind. And, you know, I realized that I don't know anything, but I get curious about a lot of things. And I really think that a lot of people get themselves stuck into the notion that, you know, life is about knowing things. And to the degree, you know, is the degree you're closing yourself off. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, it sounds like you have, and I have too, that, you know, I was always like, I don't really know anything, right? Like, I don't know. I remember when, you know, I was a kid, I liked metal music and all my friends like rap music, right? And they'd always be like, rap music's better. 
And I'm like, I just like metal music. I'm not going to tell you it's better. Maybe yours is better. Maybe mine's better. I don't even know. What does that even mean? And then, of course, as I you know, got older, I realized, well, we have seven and a half billion different realities in this planet. So what even is good and bad, right? Like it's a duality that we create in our minds. But it's such an interesting you know, place to be at when you start really diving into this stuff. And you realize that a lot of times you don't even need psychedelics, for instance, to create a psychedelic experience out of life, right? Like, mm. you know, doing your own awareness exercises, like we've been talking about here, where you start to really get to know yourself almost for the first time, mm. where you're just you, right? You don't really know what makes you up. And then people reflect things on you, you think about it, and you're like, oh, actually, yeah, like I am an empath. And oh, yeah, I do lack boundaries right now. And okay. And then you get to consciously choose, like, do I want to continue showing up that way? Well, is it working for me to have no boundaries, for instance? Uh, nope. Okay, so I want to have some boundaries. What is the right amount? I don't know. Let's try this. Okay, that worked or didn't, right? And I really feel like, you know, for science being talked about so heavily in the world today, I really feel like people uh, uh, look, at it as an, uh, look at it as an external thing where really we are all the scientists of our own lives, right? We're constantly doing the scientific method in our lives, whether it be with a new job, whether it be with a new client, whether it be with a relationship, a hobby, et cetera. We're constantly trying things out. We're hypothesizing, you know, we're, we're doing experiments, we're seeing, we're going back to the drawing board. And I really think that's something that, you know, is so special about life is that, you know, we have the opportunity to create whatever we want. And, yeah. you know, one of the things I feel like people like you and I, and, you know, people, again, people that just love talking a lot, right. Open up for people. Is that like, Hey guys, like I'm nowhere near perfect. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Right. But we're the ones that are like willing to get out there and be like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to mess up sometimes. And yeah, I might think weird things about it, but at the end of the day, this is what I'm meant to do. And I think yeah. that's one of the best gifts that I've seen you be able to give the world too, is just like, Hey man, no one's perfect yet. At the same time, I'm still going to give it a full send. And if I fall down, I'm going to get back up, brush myself off and keep on going. Yeah, man. And I do believe uh, personal development has a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why like, I'm just so big on personal development and any form that it comes, uh, that it comes around um, sports, whatever, just trying to achieve more uh, because you like push your limits and you feel uh, comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's probably one of the most important, 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 important things we, uh, we need today because, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on and people are afraid to stand out of the pack and say no. And, you know, I was actually asking myself that question this week. I'm like, why? Like a lot of people know a lot of dumb stuff is going on today. Uh, and why are they not able to to say no and like mm. step out and be like, hey, this is wrong. I know it's wrong. I have friends that know it's wrong, but fall in line. And, you know, I started asking myself like, why, why, why? And it's because, you know, they haven't really developed the ability to stand out, feel okay with being uncomfortable and saying no. So like my biggest thing right now is just like trying to see if I could help just more and more people just develop themselves, be okay with being uncomfortable because pretty soon we're all going to have to step up and get uncomfortable and say no. Yes. And it's going to be so deadly important uh, for us to do that. So I, I just, I'm, I'm encouraging everybody just take a fucking ice bath. If that's the next step to just like, Hey, I control my mind. I can step out of uh, my comfort zone, not just because like, Hey, I got, uh, muscles and they cool down my <laughs> muscles and my circulation's better, but it's just challenge the mind and say, Hey man, I could step out of my comfort zone and I could stand up 
to the biggest, you know, whoever that's trying to push me down or bring me down or challenge against me. So, uh, you know, self-development is one of the biggest, biggest, uh, like loves that I've, you know, or the, just the biggest like tool that I've ever used to like help me in life, man. Like it's just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I agree with everything you said, man. I, I feel the exact same way that, you know, our ability to be uncomfortable is our ability to really be the eye of the storm, right? Where, yeah. you know, the storm is all around you and maybe, you know, your windows are getting blown apart or whatever by the winds, but you're able to be calm, cool and collected like a cucumber, yeah. right? And, you know, I'm curious for you, you know, some of my favorite ways that I get uncomfortable, uh, you know, ice baths are fantastic, especially when it's cold out, like, you know, yeah. me and uh, all the ice and iron guys, we do them quite frequently and it's great to do them with a crowd too, right? Because, you get to do it together and get to go through a shared experience. But one of the other things that I've done, which is a, a, an interesting subject, right? Because I know, you know, it's funny, like within our crowds, it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, of course do that. But Mm -hmm. in, I noticed that when I talk about this specific thing with uh, like, I'm not going to say normies or anything like that, but people that are not into making themselves uncomfortable, they look at me like I'm literally psychotic. And that oh. subject is combo. Have you done combo before? Oh, not yet, man. I'm looking yeah. forward to doing that. Yeah. I know you had Slemmy on your show and I mm-hmm. imagine, you know, he talked about that. He's, mm-hmm. you know, facilitated for me a couple of times. And, you know, that I find to be one of the, the best ways to be okay, being extremely uncomfortable. I mean, for anyone wow. listening who is unaware of combo, it's, it's a, you know, it comes from the giant monkey frog. It's a, a venom for lack of a better term. And, uh, you know, ancient indigenous cultures have been using it for years. They, you know, they call it the rainforest vaccine, but also, you know, it, it, it has a lot of peptides in it, most which are unstudied, but you know, there's so many positive benefits that I've noticed in my life from it. You know, the first time I did it, you know, it's obviously, I mean, you swell up like a grapefruit after, first of all, they burn you, then they put it into the open wound and, and then you start to swell up. Uh, and then you vomit for quite a good time or you purge yeah. out of the other end one way or the other. And there's no psychedelic component to it. It's not a psychedelic whatsoever. But, you know, it is it is something I found to be extremely helpful to clear out dark energy. Right. And whatever you want to mm-hmm. label dark, as I say in quotations, but, you know, especially before another medicine ceremony, like say you're going to do ayahuasca or something like that, doing combo a day or two beforehand is fantastic for that. And I'm curious for you you know, what are some of your favorite ways to be uncomfortable? Because, you know, we've talked about, you know, the broad spectrum of personal development, right? But I imagine, at least for me, like some of the things I do for personal development, are like getting IV bags, you know, acupuncture, etc. You know, and I'm curious for you, like, what are some of the ways you get uncomfortable the most? Yeah, so this is actually a great question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'll start off with, man, because I got two good ones. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think which one I want to start off. With. <laughs> I'll start off with like picking back off of Elliot Hulse. Mm. So Elliot Hulse brought on this guy. So Elliot Hulse got married young. So a lot of people ask him advice for like, you know, like, Hey, like I'm dating this girl or I'm, I want to talk to this girl. And like, he was like, yeah, do this, I guess. Like, I don't know guys, I'm fucking married. And then he, <laughs> he brought on this guy. His name was Owen. His name is Owen cook. Um, who's a pickup artist. And he was, he kind of just explained like this whole realm of like guys who like go out and converse with people and just like talk and like pick up girls, get their numbers, date, whatever. Right. So this is actually a, like a community I got deeply involved with not looking back. I didn't even expect this, but you know, as a young guy, you know, like trying to develop myself and liking girls um, when he brought on Owen and o- Owen's like this, you know, very short, balding ginger guy and he was like just on it man talking to girls and like 
making out with girls on in texas <laughs> and all this crazy shit and i'm like yo what the fuck like i was tripping out man um so i went to go out and just tried it so <laughs> um <laughs> it, it, and every guy who's watching has for sure felt this feeling when you see a beautiful girl and you're like man you feel that inside you like i want to go say what's up and for whatever reason you don't you either yes. convince yourself you rationalize you wait too long or you lit your body literally freezes up, you know, um, and that was probably one of the biggest uh, communities, again, that I was involved with. But just the act of getting out of that comfort zone again, meeting someone new, uh, literally your thoughts lie to you, saying all of these like crazy things about why you shouldn't and realizing how diluted our reality can be and how great reality actually is if you actually step forward and tried to get out of your comfort zone. Um, so a, a quick little analogy. Um, I, I figured this was going to come up on the podcast. I'm like mm. trying to think of like a really good, like <laughs> one, one good quick story that could like sum up the entire experience of a pickup in dating or like that type of challenge. Um, yeah. And it was pretty recent, maybe like a year ago during COVID or whatnot. Um, and I went to the beach just to hang out by myself, you know, just chill, journal, whatever. And then I saw this group of like guys and beautiful girls, man. Like, whoa, like California, like babes, whatever you yes. want to call it. Like, <laughs> I'm just like journaling and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I really want to go over there. Like, man, like, and I'm just like, no, like they're, you know, a group of friends. Like, what am I going to be doing over there? Like, and I was like, I'm just going to go back to doing me. Like, and I just keep like peeking over my eye, like, man, like that looks awesome. Like these girls are beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then like, I was like, no. And I'm like, man, I still have this after so many years of doing this. I still have this thought that either I'm trying to rationalize it at that time. Like, am, am I not good enough? Do I feel like, am I afraid? Like, what is that? Um, but long story short, like, Finally, like I just kind of gave my chance, my up, uh, my <laughs> I gave myself the opportunity to do it right. So I kind of just like walked in that direction and like slowly like let my body relax a little bit more, and then I struck up a quick conversation and I talked it up and we talked for hours, man. Like, and I was <laughs> just like, I can't believe I was scared of doing this, you know. And then the crazy part why I like this story was that at the end of it, after meeting them and like overcoming that fear of like meeting new people and whatnot, I ended up being like, this was cool. I kind of really don't feel like I vibed with him. Mm. Um, and then that was pretty much it. Like after a great conversation for two hours, I felt like, you know, I didn't really vibe with him. Like I didn't really like feel like they were going to be a good part of my life. And I just bounced. So it, it, it's funny that like <laughs> before I'd be like, you could dream about like wanting to like meet this great grand person at the mall or you like, damn, she was so beautiful. And I would just like love to do it. And you have so much resistance of like, Oh, I can't. Yes. Uh, uh. And then maybe you walk home and you're just like, man, what could have been like, maybe yes. we could have fell in love and whatnot. Right. But the other side of that too, is maybe you go up and you're like, Oh, it's not what I want. You know? Yeah. So it's just like, dude. what is reality at that point? So picking up, uh, dating and whatnot is actually one of the biggest ways that I, 
that I was actually able to see reality for what it is because my own mind would create stories of like who this person is and like why they wouldn't want to talk to me and like just subconscious things that just pop up. And for, and I worked my ability to say, maybe that could be true or not. I'm going to find out. Mm. I I don't know. I'm going to go in, in the situation. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to practice all the, the meditation stuff and ice bath stuff that I work on. You know, I'm going to go into the situation. If I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to breathe into the situation. I'm going to assess, I'm going to stay calm and I'm going to see what is real, not Mm. just a story I made up in my head. Um, And for any, any viewers viewing or listening that like are guys and like want to like get better socially, like, dude, go do it. And you're going to grow so much and you're going to actually see life for what it really is and not for the stories and subconscious things that you told yourself uh, because you're going to actually see different results than what you expected, man. That's so crazy. Like you can for certain expect something and say like, this is for sure. You go do it and you're like that. What was I thinking? That's not life. Um, (laughs) That's one of them. Uh, another one that I, I that I like to share too on like getting uncomfortable was, you know, we all have that feeling again of like, man, what if I did this? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Like that, <laughs> that's some crazy talk, man. Like, yeah. I, I'd be so embarrassed if I did that. And like, I, I, at a young age, I think I was like, I just right out of high school, I like any time I was scared to do something, my brain would be like, oop, fucked up, go do it. Like, yes. I don't want to. I don't want to wear that shirt because it makes me look silly. Like, why would I wear this shirt? Uh oh, go wear the shirt. Like, this is it. <laughs> go put that shirt on right now, bro. Because now you're gonna face those fears. Like, what? What am I actually scared of? Um, and a good story that I like what about uh, for this one is, um, you know, it was my first college party, right? And I went to go visit my friend Chico, uh, big party school, whatnot. We did a hike. You know, I got my new Vibrams. I went on a hike with my Vibrams on and people were already giving me some sass because, you know, Vibrams were kind of new back then. Yeah. Like, What are those toe shoes? You know? <laughs> and people were giving me smack on the hike. And, you know, at this point I can handle it. I don't care. You know, we're going on a hike. These sort of good traction shoes and whatnot. And then we're getting ready to go out to a party that night. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like getting ready. I got some nice clean shoes. And then like I glance over at the Vibrams and I'm like, imagine if I were to wear those Vibrams to my first college party. I'd be so embarrassed. <gasps> fuck. I got to do like, it. <laughs> I was like, shit. So I, you know, I put on the Vibrams and I'm like, fuck, am I really going to do this, man? Like, I'm going to be so embarrassed, man. What are people going to say? Like, I, I don't, I'm a freshman technically, you know, like people are like, this isn't even my college, man. People are going to cap me so hard up for this. <laughs> um, so I put them on and I was like, fuck it, let's go. So, but what that really did for me was to live in my own reality. You know, people are going to try to impose their reality where they say, Hey man, what are you doing? Like, what is that? Like, what the heck is that? And I have to be grounded in myself in my own reality and be like, bro, they're my finger shoes, man. That's what's up. (laughs) Just in case I got to go on a hike later and I got to be ready, you know? So like that was a great practice for me to be like, Hey, this is me. This is my reality. If I want to wear some shoes that probably don't fit the status quo and i need to be okay with that man this is my life and i dictate my own story people are not going to impose their worldviews onto me um and guys just go do that with anything man like i I would (laughs) in college i would literally because i hated 
freaking college food that they have, right? Yeah. So I would literally carry a Trader Joe's bag filled with like just bunch of food, man, because I was there all day and a fucking half gallon jug, glass jug, because I don't drink out of plastic, just like huge jug of water every day while I skateboarded through campus. And like, I literally, some days I'll look at the Trader Joe's back and, like, and be like, man, why am I going to do this? Like, am I really going to bring all this food and water on my skateboard to class right now? And it just be like, man, hey, who are you living for? It was like, ah, this is my life. And it's like, okay, let's go. And then, you know, move on, breathe and let's go. I'm in my own world. Dude, that's so amazing, man. And, you know, I really feel that's so powerful because, you know, what you realize, like you were saying, is not only that, you know, reality is much different than your mind tells you it is, but also, you know, what I've found when I've done silly things like that, and and by silly, I mean, like, you know, what my brain is telling me is silly, and I choose to go by my own truth, is that a lot of times people come up and like, hey, dude, how, how do you like, you know, how do you feel confident enough to wear those? Especially like, you know, uh, when I notice this happens a lot is when you live life on your own terms, whatever that means, right? Whether you're, you know, out there spreading your voice, whatever. And specifically when I hang out with a lot of people, uh, and you know, we go to festivals and there's like an MDMA experience, everyone starts mm-hmm. pouring these things out where they're like, dude, how do you like, you know, how do you feel confident enough to do that? And I'm like, wow. Like, because still in my head, I might be thinking like, oh my God, people probably think I'm stupid, X, Y, Z, right? Even after I've done the thing, right? And so to have that reflected so many times has really showed me like, yeah, like people actually really do, in most cases, respect that, at least the people that I want in my life. And this gets on like a really fun subject that I love talking about, which is like, for me, the more that I try to blend in, the more that I'm ultimately going to bring people into my wavelength that I'm not going to vibe with and that are not going to vibe with me. So the more that I wear my toe shoes out, right, the more that, you know, I decide to be the kid that brings his own water to everywhere and food and everything like that, I'm going to find the people that actually are like, hey, that sounds really cool, right? And so I might get less people that are willing to talk to me, but they're a higher quality for what I'm looking for. And so that's one of the things I've noticed is like, I remember the medicine ceremony it happened in where it was actually right after I started podcasting and I was having some challenge, like, what do I talk about, you know, in terms of like, how deep do I go into my own philosophies? And it was like this, this, this simple, you know, again, when I go out and plant medicines, it's always the most simple things you expect this great grand, you know, awareness. And it's just like something ridiculously simple, like life is good or something. But, you know, I, I remember when I was like, wow, there are seven and a half billion people on the planet. That would be exhausting to be liked by everyone. So then from there it was like my my like go-getter mindset clicked into like, we're trying to get as many people out of the way as fast as possible, right? Like mm. this is what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna live my truth specifically because I'm gonna burn out if I try to be liked by everyone, right? And first of all, it's not possible. Like that's a construct in and of itself and a story. But also it's like, I don't want everyone to like me, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, vanilla ice cream might be amazing for someone, but other people don't like it. It doesn't make it not a bad flavor. It just means it's not their particular flavor. But Mm -hmm. if you try to disguise vanilla as whatever someone else likes, then you're not doing the ice cream or that person any good justice, right? So for me, Mm -hmm. it's like, the more that I speak my truth, the more people are going to be able to discern accurately and say, hey, this person's either for me or not. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. They're a bad person. It's just different strokes, different folks. And so I love that whole concept, man. I think it's so powerful. And and, you know, bro, this has been absolutely amazing, dude. We crushed this episode. It was amazing getting you on. Yeah, man. And I, and I want to make sure I, I give you time to plug where people can find you, you know, what your YouTube channel is. Um, I yeah, know you do man. coaching too. If you're, if you're offering any services yeah, right man. now, tell people where they can find you and get in contact with you. 
Yeah, you guys could find me at Good Demand is where I post like everything on my podcast, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And then MiguelFelix.juniors, where you can find me for just like my regular life and just well, my regular life, but just like just me, <laughs> my personal Your Clark uh, Kent just, life. <laughs> exactly. Just my regular experience. Uh you can find me on there. Um, YouTube, I love doing it. So yeah, just go find me good demand on YouTube. That I love making videos, man. It's a great outlet. I like to put some quality stuff on there, and you can find all my podcasts as well on youtube and quickly just to say um <laughs> on on that topic i'm the opposite of that so you know how you said like you'd like rather get people out quicker yes like like i'm the opposite where it's like i'm like oh you don't like the toe shoes oh cool why and then i'll talk to them and be like well check this shit out man well you yes. know what i mean so like i'm always trying to win people over and it's it's a funny thing um I, and again that's that empath in me where it's like i don't like pushing people out and then i can win people over and i've noticed that it's just like well check this out and like let me show you why this is cool as fuck and why you will think so too yes dude you know that's such a great point too that i forgot to add in is you know that's what i love doing more than anything like you know i think this is what philosophy was based on right is it wasn't about agreeing it was about disagreeing and then having an honest conversation about it and so that's what i've actually found is like the caveat to that story is a lot of times if people are like hey i don't like this or xyz thing I'll ask them like, why? Right. And, and it's, you know, since I made that change, I get less triggered. Cause I realize like, Hey, this is no reflection of me, right? Like, you know, this is something that, you know, they're curious on, they have a different experience of life, not better, worse, whatever. And now I'm genuinely curious. Right. And so what really was the big change for me was not necessarily like, you know, casting people out, but also making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm living my truth and I'm okay with disagreeing with people. Cause I had that yeah, people yeah. pleaser thing running for so long, dude. And right, right. you know, it was, it, it's been such an amount of freedom on the other side and it's still uncomfortable as hell. Right. But right, at right. the same time, it does help me a lot. And you know, my last question for you, Miguel, is this, Let's if someone, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Miguel Felix suggest that change be? get find ways to just kind of push yourself little by little, man. And then you're going to find things later in life. That's just going to pop up from exerting yourself a little bit more and more and more. That's going to benefit your life. Like you could, could have never imagined, man, just a little like get out of your comfort zone. And then just like, you'll get gifted so much just from doing that thing little by little, man. Yes. Rome wasn't built in a day and it was built eventually. Right. So it's like, you know, the more that we can slow down and chisel away slowly and give ourselves, you know, space, give ourselves love, you know, it'll all come together. Right. And I, that's, that's exactly what I've found is that as someone who went from pushing myself way outside of my comfort zone and then getting traumatized and be like, I'm never doing that again. Like, all right, find the edge, go a little over so that your heart starts racing a little bit and you feel alive, but not so much that you're like, oh my God, that was so much. I need to go to my room for the rest of the day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You'll change, man. You'll become a whole different person by challenging yourself. Yes, I love that. And guys, something I keep a keen eye on when I meet people is the depth to which their smile goes. For me, a smile doesn't simply signify how happy someone is, as we know that challenges present themselves within all of our lives but it signifies the depth to which they are able to smile through it all, realizing that even the challenges that present themselves to us can be flipped into opportunities when we choose to alchemize the energy behind them and, speaking for myself, the most efficient way to do this is by strengthening our smile muscle. 
When I first was introduced to Miguel, it was immediately apparent that he had been doing two-a-days for his smile muscle, and the ability of him to light up the lives of the people he has in his life, as well as the people who follow him through YouTube and work with him, is truly a gift that is not seen often in today's world. For anyone listening who felt their battery be charged by his presence on the show today, make sure you hop over to his YouTube channel, subscribe to it, and keep a close eye on the content he is putting out as, if it wasn't blatantly apparent already, he embeds the frequency of love into everything he does, which, in my opinion, is what we can all use a little more of in our lives today. Miguel, thank you so much for spreading love to the world at large for being an inspiration of my journey, and for stopping by to hang with us today on the show. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.